0: Welcome one and welcome all to Chilling with Kofi. Uh, this is the first episode that we've, I've, we've ever done. So if you're here, I want to thank you for lending me your time and your ears. We have a great episode for you guys today. Um, I realize that I work in Fumble Dimension and I work on other stuff, but you may not know that much about me as a person. So... As we're making this podcast and we're having more guests and more episodes, I wanted the first guest to be the person that knows probably the most about me. Um, she's an amazing woman. Uh, she's my mom. Uh, Dr. Christine Grant. Say hi to the people.
1: Hi to the people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be here with my son. This is great.
0: So um, we're gonna have you promote where what you do right now off the off the jump. you know, um, a lot of people have the promote yourself stuff at the end of the podcast, but I like to bring that first so okay. just so that people can follow along with what you're doing as we're talking as well. So what's up with you?
1: Well, I am uh, sequestered here in Raleigh, North Carolina, <laughs> uh, like everyone else, and I am busy working from home, like most people. Um, I guess you want me to give me a, li- give a little background about me? Yeah, a little
0: background, a little background. Okay, a little ba- just a little background. something.
1: Okay, a little something, something. Okay. So I am originally from upstate New York, and I graduated uh, from high school, went on to college at Brown University. Finished up and went down to Georgia Tech in Atlanta for my master's and my PhD. Then I started as a faculty member here at NC State. And I've been on the faculty for, oh my goodness, I just hit 31 years, December 1. 31 years. But I only look 25, you see.
0: That's facts. That's facts. That's That's facts.
1: facts. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on how the (laughs) hair dye works. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, too much. Big reveal. Okay. So... So basically, I have been on the faculty for a long time. I moved through the ranks uh, from assistant to associate to full professor in the College of Engineering. I was the first African-American woman professor in the College of Engineering at NC State. We have about 300-plus faculty now. I've moved into the role as associate dean of faculty advancement. So I am responsible for helping faculty be successful, new faculty orientation, reappointment, promotion, and tenure, getting too much in the weeds here. But basically that's what I've done for the last several years. And then earlier this year in the middle of a pandemic, I got a call from the national science foundation where I am now working as what we call a, um, an IPA, which is an intergovernmental personnel act. Basically I'm on loan to the National Science Foundation to help in their broadening participation in engineering program, to try to help um, to diversify the field and to promote the participation of a wider range of people. And so that's what I'm doing here from my home. I think that's it.
0: You think that's it, man? I think that's you it. you've always had a lot on your plate. As as, uh, as as long as I've known you, you've yeah. always just had a lot on your plate, man. You juggle like you juggle like four or five different things. It's yeah. like, oh, you're also a parent. That's I so keep, incredible.
1: I keep so busy. You know, I I just talked about the professional stuff. You know, on the personal level, of course. I'm married to your dad, uh, Kwame Yuboa. We've been married for 30 years. Uh we just celebrated our thirtieth wedding anniversary. We've been together for about thirty six years, which oh my goodness, I can't believe that. That's like more than half of my life. Um, that was an interesting
0: Zoom call too. It was a Zoom anniversary, yeah. Yeah,
1: we had a Zoom anniversary. That was really fun. We hope in person, but um and then of course we had Kofi and he's our our favorite son.
0: He's also our homie
1: son (laughs) (laughs) He's our favorite son. And You, um, you
0: love saying that.
1: I love saying that, you're you're the best son I ever had.
0: You're my favorite child. No competition, eh? (laughs) No competition, no. No, the
1: one and only. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I've always had a lot on my plate. And you know, the funny thing, Kofi, is that I learned that from my parents. I mean, when I was a a little girl, my father, who um, is still around, is a music teacher. My mother was a a science teacher who was a stay-at-home mom. We were always doing stuff as children. I mean, I remember building a greenhouse with my father and then raising plants in the greenhouse and then going door to door selling the plants. (laughs) You know, know um, this was back in the 60s. So we were always doing stuff. We had a I had a, a what is it they call a dark room Um. I played the piano and the clarinet. I sang in the choir. There was always something going on. And I think that, well, I know that my parents encouraged that sense of creativity and artism. And then my mother being a science teacher, but a stay at home mom, was always doing science experiments with us. And so that moved us into the realm of being curious. And then because it was me and my sister, Pamela, um, we, my dad didn't have any sons. And so he would do all the things that I guess a father might do, the traditional stereotypical things they would do with a son, like gardening, like building a boat, building a greenhouse, you know, all those things with your hands. My dad did with myself and my sister. And so I just grew up. That was just the way it was all the time.
0: When was the when was the, what was the moment that made you decide that you wanted to pursue a career in STEM? Was it those experiments or was it something a little bit deeper in high school?
1: You know, I think it was throughout and just, you know, for your viewers or your your listeners, STEM is science, technology, engineering and math and it wasn't called STEM when I was growing up. Uh, Oh, really? It's just no, no. STEM is a relatively new term. I don't know when it came about, but it wasn't called STEM. It was just you were interested in science or you were a geek. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, I mean, I, I remember doing experiments where with my mom going out into the yard. And her taking us on walks in the wintertime and saying, OK, this is evidence that we have animals. And I'm not going to talk about that, but <laughs> there are evidence that there are animals out here in the wintertime. You can see there what they've left behind. Wow, mom. And, um, and of course, that's when we learned <laughs> you never eat yellow snow. OK, you can edit
0: that out. But anyway. What? <laughs> I thought that I thought that was already a given. No, I mean, no, no. no. It's just like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Growing up in upstate New York. So we basically, um, we would do those kinds of things. We would build little uh, birdhouses. We would go out and garden with my dad. We would go out in the shed. And so we were always doing those things. And so working with my hands was never something that was uh, foreign to me. Being creative was never something that was foreign to me. Um, When I was a little girl, I got a train set because I wanted a train. I always wanted a chemistry set, never had one. Uh, But I I got a train set and most girls didn't get train sets. I mean, I had dolls too. I mean, let's be clear. I did have dolls and I had (laughs) tea parties and I did all that. I want to say stereotypical stuff that girls do because not all girls do that. I don't want to say that that's what girls should be doing. I just know that I had... Uh, encouragement to do other things. And so I always was doing science. I was always in this academically talented uh, group when I was in um, middle school and then high school. And then I went on and took the AP chemistry and then the physics. And then when I went to Brown, I was on this track to, to do engineering because I had been exposed to it through General Electric. A program to increase minority engineering graduates where they would take us on trips to different universities to visit, to learn about engineering, um, to learn about what science was, what you could do, what you could be. And then when I graduated from high school, I got a job at GE in the summer before I went to college doing uh, apprenticing with a, a chemist, a PhD chemist. And then every um, Christmas break, spring break, when I was a freshman, even, I would come home and I would work at the, the General Electric Research and Development Center doing chemistry and getting paid for it when I was a freshman in college. Wow. And so, you know, there were a lot of really cool things that that happened. And can I tell you a story?
0: Yeah, go for it. OK,
1: so I was at a conference recently. This is so way cool. I was at a conference in washington dc and it was a conference trying to encourage um, diversity in engineering and sciences and stem and and i was there as a judge uh, for poster competition and there were a number of us who were professionals you know working in the industry or faculty or in academia who were um, judges And so I saw this woman, she was light skinned, she had glasses, long hair. I said, golly, this woman looks familiar. And I saw her later on and I said, gee, you look familiar. So anyway, long story short, you know Dr. Ducost, he went to RPI and so he said, he went and talked to these folks that had a booth that was an RPI booth. And he said, Oh, that's really cool. My colleague was really good friends with somebody who went to RPI. Her name is Janet Rutledge. So he brought this woman and this other guy over to me and said, Hey, you know, these people went to RPI in the 70s and they knew Janet and and so this woman thought that I went to RPI the way he was talking about it and I was like, "Oh no, no, I didn't go to RPI." And he just, "Oh, so we started talking about this person R- we knew." RPI
0: and- is oh, I'm Rochester <laughs> Polytechnic no, no, Institute. No, no, no. no what's that? What no. is that? What's RPI?
1: Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute.
0: Oh, it's not. Re- so, okay, so RPI. Rochester? Oh, I okay, yeah. got
1: it. Yeah, Rensselaer. Got it. Got it. Sorry to cut you off. That's okay. Um, And so it's in Troy, New York. And so I was talking to her and I was like, wait a minute, you look so familiar. Very distinctive. And then I said to her, now I'm going to see if I can say this without crying. Because I don't think you've heard this story. I said, wait a minute. You went to RPI? Yeah. Well, Troy, New York is is on the other side of the river from Albany, New York. I said, did you used to come to albany to tutor high school students and she said no 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 and the guy with her was like no 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 and then they looked at each other and were like wait a minute didn't we wait a minute didn't we used to go over the river <laughs> to albany in the inner city and i lived kind of i didn't live in the inner city but i lived kind of in not in the suburbs at this point my parents were divorced and we were living kind of um um We were taking advantage of the opportunities for um, folks who were in urban areas. And Kofi, it turned out that this woman and this man, 45 years ago, used to come from RPI over to the Urban League and tutor high school students. I was a freshman in high school 45 years ago. I kid you not. And I remembered her face because she has a very distinctive face. And I was just a crying and she was a crying and we were like, oh my goodness. And they were like, yeah, and the guy was bald. He was like, I had a big Afro then. And she said, I had a big Afro then. And and we were just like <laughs> amazed at the fact that number one, they were told by the their their classmates, why are you going to go tutor those kids over there? They don't really want to, you know, they don't really want to go to college. They're not going to be. And so, they said no, and they said they, they got a van, and they loaded up the van, and they would come over to Albany to the Urban League, and I would be waiting in that room for this young lady to come, I'm getting choked up, to tutor me. And, but she wasn't just tutoring me in math, she was tutoring me in life. So she was telling me about what could happen and going to college and being an engineer. So they graduated in the 70s, and I literally was a freshman. I was probably, what, 14 years old? And it literally is almost 45 years later. And we had such an amazing reunion at this event, you know, hugging and cheering. And, and then the thing that was so amazing, Kofi, is that not only did they finish and become engineers, I went on and became an engineer. And that we would meet at a conference, which is trying to empower young people to become engineers, people who and look that, like and us.
0: And that just shows the power of mentorship, and that's something that you've always held near and dear to your heart. Um, the way you've been you've been mentoring other people in the field as well. Yeah. So I want to ask the question: How different is the STEM field now compared to when you got into the field 30, 40 years ago? What's it? What are what are the resources like now?
1: I would say that the biggest difference, Kofi, is access to information. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was re- rel- relying on this uh african-american woman who just happened to meet me to tell me about the fact that i could become uh a an engineer uh it was also during that time period that the national society of black engineers which is now you know thousands and thousands of of people and it's probably oh, maybe it's 50 years old almost 50 years old it was just getting started back then
0: so, so how many there, do you know how many people there there were when you joined
1: oh golly no I I, no. I don't remember, but I know that the National Society of Black Engineers was founded in the 70s, right? So they were very, and they were founded at I believe it was at Purdue University. So they were just getting started when I was there, and and everything was by mail. So get this, there was no cell phone, there was no internet, there was no cable TV. If you wanted to watch a movie, you watched a movie, and then uh, it, if it appeared on TV, you got to see it. There was no, there were no videotapes, there was no VCR. Maybe that was just starting, but so you didn't. The access to information is the biggest difference, I would say. So the fact that you can get online and Google something and see someone who looks like you, or see someone who's doing a career, or if you just want information, you can get that information. That's probably the biggest difference. the The core elements of being a STEM professional in terms of uh, being curious, wanting to to do things to to change technology, to impact technology, to impact the world, the environment um medicines pharmaceuticals you know as a chemical engineer those are some of the things that we work in those core things are still the same I would also say that the uh, transfer of information is much quicker so you don't have to when I went to college <laughs> you would go to the library
0: right you would look in the stacks <laughs> what is that <laughs> what's a, is that? <laughs> what's a what card catalog
1: <laughs> <laughs> you would look in the card catalog <laughs> I mean, I used to spend hours when I was in high school in the library um, going to the card catalog and going into the stacks. And then, you know, unlike the online libraries that you have now, you would have to actually look at, oh, look at that book. Oh, look at the book next to it. Oh, that's really cool, too. There was no (laughs) there was no internet to do that. So you would discover things. I don't want to say by accident, but you had to be you had to be guided more back then by finding the information or people giving you access to the information. Now you can find the information much easier, and you're not as reliant on other people um, uh, happening to give you the information. However, what that means is that it's even more competitive, right? Because now everybody has access. So the bar has been raised in terms of access to information and what you're expected to know, right? And so I I think it makes it even, it it makes the challenges different. It's still challenging. You know, at the end of the day, you have to be able to do the work.
0: Right. Or else you're not, it's not going to just, you're not going to just. Exactly. Excel. Exactly. You have to still put in the work.
1: Yeah.
0: I want to, I want to take a shift from how you grew up. And how you were raised to to how you raised me. Ooh. Ooh. No, I'm, funny. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um what was it like parenting an only child interested in, in a field that was unfamiliar to you and dad, you know? I remember I've said I remember in seventh grade, I, I told you guys, you guys are both engineers, right? Mm-hmm. Both mm-hmm. both engineers, both went to Ivy League, both went to two different colleges yeah. grad school yeah yeah and i told you seventh grade that i wanted to be a baseball sports play-by-play person do you remember
1: well, well, well before i answer the question i'm gonna ask you a question do you remember I, what our response was
0: what do you remember uh no i don't i was uh i think i was well I was was like 13 or 12 I don't remember, all I remember is that I told you that in seventh grade and I went to sportscaster camp like the next, in that year, I think. Mm -hmm. I do not remember what what, what I was told.
1: You know, it's really uh, interesting because, you know, (laughs) of course I wanted you to do science. (laughs) You wanted did, you, yeah, uh, we wanted you to be I, an engineer I,
0: you know i mean so, i i mean but you never but i don't feel like you guys ever forced and you never forced it on me you know well, what i'm good, saying you never good. you were you guys were never like oh you better you never you guys were just like do the best you can in school but you weren't like yo, this chemistry though though you, were, you know you guys never did that you yeah know
1: what I'm i i would say um well good i'm glad you didn't feel that way um
0: Oh, there's also, there's also, so the reason why I didn't really, I I realized I didn't really want to pursue a science or math kind of thing was because every, so my mom had, you had a lab for about over a decade, right? Oh, golly. Um, How long did you have your lab for? Probably two
1: decades. Yeah. I mean, you know. Part of what happens is when you go to graduate school, you do experimental work, at least in chemical engineering, what I did. And then when you become a professor, you set up your own laboratory and you have grad students and undergrads do work for you so that or you do work together, I should say, and so that you can publish your work in journals and get more funding to do. It's like having your own business. You're, you're very right. entrepreneurial and getting funding to support your people, just to buy the supplies, to do your work. So that's part of what the academy expects of you as a faculty member at a research-driven uh, institution, and so yes, for about twenty years, I had my own laboratory. Yes.
0: Okay. So what would happen is I would go to school, and then either I'd be I'd be in after school care, or mom, you'd pick me up, and you'd take me back to your your lab and office remember that yeah yeah not yeah, the lab or, not the not, lab, the, not the lab but not the, the office, lab I, was, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't allowed in the lab by <laughs> no. myself okay that's fair not the lab uh but I was able to be in the yeah there are a lot of how dangerous were the chemicals in that lab
1: <laughs> well let's put it this way we I mean I never I've I would never asked this I would never let you in that lab by yourself are you kidding
0: that's fair. I used look, to play, I imaginary. I used to play like imaginary baseball and stuff. Like, Dude, yeah, that's fair. Look, I've got collateral a, damage. I,
1: look, I've got pictures of you doing stuff at home. We used to just like my mother did. We used to let you mix stuff up. Nothing bad, but you know like flour and water and food coloring and you know, I got pictures yeah, of you yeah, doing yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have let you near my lab. <laughs>
0: I, I, what well, I could I could have invented something cool. Yeah, or right. Could and I the could place have been out of a
1: job. But anyway, <laughs> but I, I think so, that uh, you know what what was it like? So I'll 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 give you I'll finally answer your question. I've been evading your question.
0: I, no, so, I, I I I also want to just like say give a you would take me back to oh, your yeah. lab in your office, and your office was really nice. It had a view, um, but. You know, there's not there. And you tried to make it as kid friendly as possible. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. But at the same time, I'm starting to realize this now because sometimes I'd be in your lab and you, I'd be in, I sorry, I'd be in your office. I keep saying lab. I'd be in your office and I just look around. And I'd see all the, all the books, all the shelves. <laughs> I'm like, where, where's my where's Waldo book, Mom? You know, there's like it's just like advanced chemical theory or something like <laughs> you know some serious stuff like. That. I will never forget this. I was. I was like either 10 or 11. I opened one of the books on your shelf and then I was just like, oh my God, this is the most intimidating thing of all time. (laughs) Because it was just a bunch of equations, a bunch of words that I've never seen before, you know. Oh
1: my god!
0: So I never, I just like shut the book and I was just like went to sleep because that you had like a little cot for me. Yeah, I did. Where I would sleep. You had, I had, I, I had a pretty, in, yeah. I had
1: a pretty big office and and I used to have a little uh, roll out cot and you would sleep under the desk. Um, and you had all kinds of toys. I I tell you, dude, I just like cleared out my office. We had, we were doing some consolidation and I found some of those toys that you used to play with. And, um, but you kept yourself busy between that and the computer. And then as you got older, you had homework and things like that. And you know, you didn't spend a lot of time in my office, but you did come back there and, and, uh, you were there with me. I would say that, um, one of the things that my parents did and i thought was really important was to celebrate what you were excited about yeah to celebrate your passion and i i would say that while i really wanted you to do stem of course you went to your science camps you did do engineering camps at nc state oh i did yeah oh yeah yeah oh wow i used yeah. to yeah oh you forgot about that <laughs> huh that's why I'm like, for, okay, I'm glad didn't you didn't forget. feel like we were pressuring you, but you went to uh, you went to engineering yeah. camps at NC State.
0: But I enjoyed uh, those. Okay, that's good. Yeah. This is had, good but you but you also would you also put me in like basketball camps and stuff like that too.
1: Well, it was very clear you were pretty intense when you were young um and, yeah, and when it came to sports, you were like really really intense. I think as an only child, you um really, I'll tell those stories later, but uh, you really uh, embraced sports, you celebrated sports. And I said, you know what, if this guy, if that's what he wants to do, then I'm gonna, we're gonna make it whatever he wants to do. And the other thing that dad and I did that was intentional is we didn't get you hooked on one sport. You know, like some people they're like a basketball player and that's all they do. And then they train basketball like year round. What you did was we had you in all the sports, but you did them except football the season. Except football, we were not never played going, football. We no, we we weren't going there. But anyway, and I'm, gl- and I'm
0: glad, and I'm glad you guys never let me play football either. Yeah, looking back.
1: Yeah, no, no, no uh bad things to people who do play football. It just was not something that we were interested in. So we, yeah, we um, uh, <laughs> oh god, yeah, so many stories. When you were like two years old, we took you to this, um, I'm not going to say the name of it, but this this sports league that they have for adults and children here in the capital area (laughs) uh, in Raleigh, and I remember taking you there. And I really wanted you to play soccer at two years. Oh, old. I,
0: I know, I know the, I know the name of the place. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah.
1: Well, no, 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 it's not a place. It was a league. It was a league.
0: So, no, but I know, I know, but I know the, the building name doesn't exist anymore. Right. But, but this was a league. It, yeah. This
1: was not just the building. So yeah, I, I, yeah, okay. I took, you know, your dad, you know, being from Ghana, grew up from, a, not, from yeah. a small child playing soccer barefooted in a village. I mean, really just playing for fun. And we took you to this this game and there were two-year-olds and there were parents there screaming their heads off. Get the ball! They were yelling at their kids. And your dad was like, okay, these people have never played soccer before. I am not going to have my two-year-old being yelled at by a bunch of people who don't know how to play soccer and have never played soccer before. This is not the league for us. Did you ever hear that story? Did I ever tell you that story?
0: No, you didn't. I I didn't know that was the reason. Yeah, that was the reason.
1: And um, you were two or three. And it was just like, okay, you know what? We don't need to do this. And so we didn't. And it was at that point we decided to expose you to as many sports as you wanted to. Um, You were big into golf with Tiger Wood um, being (laughs) the champion back in the day. And you had these little plastic golf clubs. I, I guess I'm talking about you now, but anyway, no, you have these fair. little plastic golf clubs and you would, we call them whackers because, you know, I don't play golf, so I didn't know. And we call them whackers and you would whack those things so badly, Kofi, that you would bust them. So you would bust up all the golf clubs that we bought. So we actually had to go to a golf store and buy you a kid's version of a golf club.
0: Like metal ones, yeah?
1: Metal ones, yeah. We had yeah. to buy that because you kept Busting the ones because you would hit the ball so hard.
0: That yeah, that was that <laughs> was we strong. Like,
1: okay, a strong kid. Yeah, yeah, he was a strong kid. And you were like a baby Tiger <laughs> And so, you know, so that was that was uh, golf. But we never really did golf. And then basketball. You know, you had that little plastic basketball thing in the bonus room, and you would just be up here for hours playing basketball. And mm-hmm. right now, I'm looking at a wall. I have something over it where you. There's still a hole in the wall. You know, from where you threw the baseball, because we used to have this big piece of foam up against the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, you would buy from this place, you know, to use as a mattress. Well, when we didn't have company, we would put this foam, literally, it was foam rubber, up against the wall. And you would throw the ball uh, up against this thing.
0: I would draw draw strike zones too. What? I would draw a strike. I drew a strike zone on the phone, too. Like, I would, in, in sharpie. Exactly. I would like and some zone some kind yeah. of way
1: between that and you playing tennis up against this thing in the bonus room, there's a big yeah. hole in the wall. But yeah, it is. But we still Well, No, oh, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. That's from, that from a... That hole in the wall is... Something <sighs> sports-like. No, I think we were... It, we had a... I think we had a party. The, I, we had a party and some i think some kid like hit their head and fell back and
1: oh god no
0: no I, i'm serious
1: no cuz no uh uh-uh, uh no
0: no i, it, I it,
1: no cuz it's remember not remember that happening i just anyway okay agree edit disagree. This part out
0: <laughs> no one no one got no one got seriously hurt but there, yeah i would I, Anyway, Because let, let's that just doesn't put, make sense. Let's just think, put think it this way. Think about how big the foam was, right? The, well, yeah, but
1: the foam wasn't up there at that time. But yeah, so why, why would I throw a ball
0: against there if there's no foam? Let, let's just put it this way. It doesn't way. make sense. There are divots in the wall. There are divots in the wall,
1: yes. Confirmed. There are divots, there are divots in, the in, the in the wall. Let's edit that other part out. Yeah, there are divots in the wall from, from <laughs> <laughs> you throwing stuff. So, okay, what was the, the point? The point was, you know, how did we... Um, how did we advise you when we didn't know the field you know your dad was playing soccer he played tennis i mean he was athletic you know so he would do things with you but this whole idea of going into sports was not something that i was familiar with and at the same time you know i was thinking how about sports medicine sports law sports business you know it's <laughs> just like the standard fields that we know about what we thought you could be successful in fields that had sports in them. Okay. Now remember, we we only are, have been exposed to certain things. And then, but I said, well, let me get this guy exposed. And so I called over to NC State and I said, hey, my son is really interested in broadcasting. Can we have him come over and shadow? And you probably remember you shadowed Pat Kinnis yeah. at, he was the voice of the Lady Wolfpack. And I tell you, I sat behind you and I can still see, I have the picture, but the picture doesn't tell the amount I was, I was
0: over the moon.
1: You the amount of joy that you had that day. I have never, ever seen well, I mean, I've seen you happy, but I had never seen you <laughs> have so much pure, pure, unadulterated just joy of being there with those headphones on and 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 all you were doing was sitting there next to this guy who was like, and I said, that's it. That this is this is where his passion is, and you know you remember I made that little thing uh, W K O F.
0: Yeah, you did. <laughs> in the bonus you had, room. Yeah, you you all I, your little all your little craft projects and stuff. No, yeah. no, yeah. no. This one was um, setting. No, up. I'm saying I'm saying crafts in terms that you would set up stuff and then you'd print stuff out on like and they'd have like word art. Right, titles. but I'm talking about yeah.
1: the WKOF where I set up in the corner in the bonus room, an area that I don't know if you remember this. It was supposed to be like a little studio, and I yeah, had I, a, I know a, a, we had equipment a, too, a microphone, and and I don't think you ever used it. However, it was there. It was a symbol. I, I did. I
0: never. I never defined used. I like played around, but I never like recorded. Never recorded anything.
1: I mean, it was like. It was old stuff. It was like, you know, yeah. a, a cassette tape recorder. It was a microphone. It said WKOF radio. It was I, I it remember. was a symbol of if you want to do this, I'm supporting you and look at this. This is in the corner of your playroom. That's what um, I saw that
0: as. I saw that more right. of as like uh hey, we we support this decision. I but yeah. but also to be fair, I just didn't know how that equipment worked.
1: Yeah, it was too old. Um,
0: yeah, so I got like, you cassette
1: okay. tapes, and you were like, okay, what the oh, heck is I that? Like, I was like, cassette ah. hey, You know, this was like, you were
0: used to CDs. Hey,
1: what the heck is this? Push two buttons like, to record? What? So, anyway. No, I, was,
0: I was just like, what would I, where would I, gonna, where was I going to play this on? Also, it was, you know what? I appreciate the effort. The effort was the most important part.
1: Yeah, you thought, your, um, da- honestly. Look, your dad thought I was crazy, because it was kind of crazy. You know, like, what do you, ju- but, what did you. But we, I
0: mean, but, I mean, hey. Did you ever feel like there is some like as an only like raising the only child did you ever feel like there was like immense pressure of like we need to get this right
1: Absolutely Absolutely I mean we we you know your dad went to MIT I went to Brown I have a PhD he has an MBA I'm a professor I mean you know <laughs> what do you want you, you don't want your things. child to, you don't want your child to to not be quote unquote successful I'll say successful However we were defining success by the career that you would select that would ensure success in our heads. Okay. And so when you had the opportunity to go and and shadow Pat Keenest right after that, that summer, he decided to have a sports casting camp. And you were at the sports casting camp and I'll never forget, there was a a gentleman and I won't say who he's the voice of a, of a, of a major football team. Uh, who was there, who I had known from something else. And I remember he said to me in front of all the other parents after the camp, you may not remember this, because I don't you, think, you told me this, told but you this. yeah, what, are, he, what said, did he say? said, oh my goodness, your son, he's like amazing. He's got the voice, he's got the... Bo- and I was like, oh, thank you, because it was in front of all the other parents. And if you know anything, well...
0: I was like 13, too.
1: Anybody who knows anything about... No, you were younger than that, I think.
0: Anybody who knows anything about uh, about being a parent,
1: well, about being a parent and being around other oh. parents, you know that you you at least I was very uncomfortable with somebody calling my son out in front of all the other parents. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Well, so yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was okay, like, that's okay, fair. That's fair. We, we were just all there to pick up our child, our children, you know, <laughs> and it's like, oh, your son, he's like, oh. am so, you know, we did that for a few years and then, um, and then the opportunities just grew, you know, you went to high school and you connected yourself with the, the gentleman who did the, uh, Ravenscroft, uh, high school play-by-play and, you know, you just, you got in there and, and I'll never forget the, the guy said. Okay, um you you were helped behind the scenes stuff right. Yeah, I was just like and I was like
0: a spotter and then I had like my I had my own like high school stat segment.
1: Right. Okay. But, but this is the thing you did the high school stats because this was a a radio show. It wasn't just, it was the the guy who was working with you was a professional. He was in the field. Yeah. Uh, And this was a a show that went out to, I don't know, two miles around the school radius. It was a radio show.
0: So it wasn't just in the stands. Hey, 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 hey. If you were, if you were on the web, you could have found it too. Oh, that's
1: true. That's true. I still have those.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Sorry. (laughs) But, uh, the bottom line is, it wasn't the person who was in there calling the the plays for the football game. It was a separate broadcasting that was going on, separate recording that was going on, right? It was a real show. It wasn't the guy who was calling for the people who were in the stands.
0: That's the that's the the PA announcer.
1: Thank you the public the address
0: yeah i yeah I, I i just figured out what you were trying to say right because like I was, I was sitting here just like i don't know what, what she talking about? she's saying yeah I was so like, oh now I, I get it now yeah so,
1: I so but i remember the first time you know you were helping behind the scenes and then the guy said um okay we got the stats from kofi and so i don't know if it was the first or second time you did the stats and Kofi's like, hi, my name is Kofi Iboa, and I'm here with the stats. I mean, it was just like this this radio voice that came out of this high schooler. And, and we were like blown away, like, oh, my goodness, is that Kofi? And then you said, and then not only did you give the stats, but you told like a little story in there uh, and you just made it so animated. And I think it came from all those years of listening to all this stuff. And and I, what I didn't say is you used to record on uh VHS, you used to record these games, you used to listen to announcers, so you had all this stuff yeah, in your head. I did. And so basically, you know, you finished this segment, blah, 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 and the guy was like, Okay, uh that was uh Kofi Yaboa with uh the guy was blown away, and that was like the beginning of, in my opinion, your kind of moving into this space and being in this um, realm of people who actually do this and them taking you under their wing to mentor you, to coach you, to just celebrate this thing that you love. Now, at the same time, you were you were still playing your sports and you were running track and you were, yeah, you know, playing, you know, leagues and the Y and baseball and the, the city league and, you know, stuff like that. So you were still actively a player.
0: Yeah. So I wasn't 100% like dedicated. No, not. You I mean I was, I was dedicated to this and I was like working, I was working my butt off, but I still had other things I was interested in at the time. Yeah, right. correct.
1: So, I, so I, I guess the long story short, and it's been a long story is that because it was sports, um, you being a participant was easy. Yeah, I think that where things lined up was that opportunity to get with somebody who uh, could take you under their wing. And I think the other thing, Kofi and, and I, we could ask Pat one day, he's now what the voice of the durham bulls i think right
0: no i think he's i think he's working with you. he's doing like olympic stuff
1: oh okay well so this guy i I delete
0: i deleted facebook so it's really hard for me to keep up which is one of the regrets i have for deleting facebook but i really felt like i had to delete facebook Uh, um okay but i'll probably just i'll probably catch up with him on linkedin i should i should do that
1: yeah so so but basically these people who were mentoring you were all were all also on their way up right and yeah. I would be it would be interesting to find out from him, you know, how much of his decision <laughs> to actually do the camp that summer came from interactions like he had with you, where there's definitely an audience. There are kids who have a hunger to do this. They're excited about this. And we can get together a bunch of sportscasters to to do this. And there was a bunch of other stuff you did too. You went to what is it, UPenn sports business, Wharton Sports Business Academy. For oh the man, summer. I was I was
0: I was terrible at that. <laughs> I, I had a I had a blast. So what the 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 Wharton Sports Business Academy, that was uh for UPenn it was a one month program for people in high school on people that wanted to be like sports agents or something right, like that. Right. We had there's this one exercise where I came back and I was like, okay, this this isn't, I'm not good at this, but I had like three weeks of the program left. So we had, what happened was we got put into groups of two and we were supposed to do contract negotiations. <laughs> my my dumb self, I took the first negotiation <laughs> offer and then everybody, then we come back. Cause I, I was like, it sounded like a good offer, right? And then we come back and this guy is like, "All right, how many of you guys took offer A?" And I was the only one that raised my hand. And everybody's like, "Kofi, you moron!" <laughs> I was like, "All right." I've <laughs> never heard like, that story. That's so, hilarious. God, I was—I mean, there are a lot. I mean, there are a lot of things where I'm just like, oh, well, that was just wasn't for me." But I still had a ball, you know. It was—we were in—we were in Philadelphia. Like, we got to ex- explore the city and everything. But, the thing, but i realized that like I wasn't gonna be a good agent. But you Kofi,
1: know? the thing is. The whole idea was we wanted you to get exposed to make sure that that was something you wanted or didn't want to do. So to yeah. me, that was a that was a big plus. I mean, you got to go to New York. You got to go to New Jersey. You 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 went all over the place to to stadiums. You interview people. And then, of course, what a year later, you got to go to the the Doha program. Right. Gathering oh, yeah, the, of all the, the leaders Doha. in sports in Doha, where they paid. I mean, you know, you pen picked a couple of kids to go, and you were one of them, and they paid for you to go to Doha. I mean, who would have thought that that yeah, would have happened? All expenses, so,
0: yeah, all expenses pays to to Doha. Yeah, it was, so it was incredible. You know, uh, so no, it's just like, you're just like one opportunity leads to another. That's facts.
1: Yeah, That's exactly. True. And you have to build on those opportunities. And I think oh, that the thing that was. That I would tell any parent, whether it's you know your kid is, you know you're a sportscaster, and your kid wants to be an engineer, send them my way. No, <laughs> if your if your kid wants to do something, if your child wants to do something that you don't know anything about, find out about it. Um, make sure that they get the basics that they need to to get to college. Uh, to well, if college is the path that they want to take, I'm I'm becoming more. More aware of the fact that I need to be more inclusive in my language right uh so yeah, if, yeah, if, if it's college fine. if a, if if college is the path that the kid would like to go and that there's opportunities that exist, you know make sure that they get their education period education whatever however you term that, and get them prepared, get them prepared to get them prepared to to be able to be competitive in what they do and so when I say education, I mean. Get them out of high school initially, so that they can be ready to do whatever the next thing is. Whether it's college, okay. it's community college, whether it's trade school, whether it's um, apprenticing, you know, in an art school, whatever it is, learn enough about your child and what they want to do and their field, and find some people that you can connect them with that could mentor them and and mentor you and be open to the possibilities. And then, if it is a field that You know, we, Kofi, we were like, Kofi, okay, how many sportscasters are there? You know, not understanding that. Yeah, the the numbers, the numbers
0: don't look good. Right. Not understanding
1: that the field of sports journalism, sports broadcasting is a lot broader than, you know, Shaq and, you know, those guys on TV, right? It's a lot more than that. And I think what you did and you and your colleagues did well was to grasp the social media. The uh, the online the entertainment value of sports that goes beyond what you see on TV, and capture that and and really put your foot in this new era of how you do sports. And so when I tell people about what you do, I say, okay, it's really hard to, d- to explain, but let me let me try to explain it to you, and then I'm gonna give you a web- website link <laughs> so you can see but what he but, does. But
0: isn't that but isn't that crazy though? Isn't that crazy the fact that. What I do now didn't exist when I was a kid.
1: Yes and no. I think that that's probably the case with a lot of things, Kofi.
0: I mean, there's a that's lot fair. of things, yeah. you
1: know, a lot of fields. However, you know, you know our big our big thing. You used to sit around and you would play backyard baseball, backyard. You'd have remember you had a little tiny desk yeah. in the I corner haven't. of the living room, and you were so into it that we had to set a timer and say, okay, you got thirty minutes. Dude. We didn't say dude, but you got thirty minutes and then you gotta go do your homework. <clears throat> or you gotta watch had, Sesame Street or you gotta do something else, right? I had parental,
0: yeah, you guys put parental controls on my computer. Put him,
1: yeah. But this is when but you I, were I, I
0: but I ha- I hacked uh did I ever tell you about the one time the we the w- the one time I got my like dad's password? No, I don't want we don't need to have big reveals on national TV. It's not a big reveal. All I all I had was I just <laughs> put a digital camera above the computer, and then was like, "Dad, oh, you you. Oh, oh, I need you type the password? Oh, I thought, oh, that, oh, oh, oh man, that was like when you're only child, you're, you just you just you just have to learn I to be resourceful. See, I don't need to hear this. <laughs> I know. <it's, laughs> but no, ser- seriously, the, the point
1: the point is that you were so into this that, yeah. uh, and I used to tell you, and this is the big joke, right? Kofi, get off the computer get off the backyard baseball. You're not going to make a living playing backyard baseball. And so now you make a living playing what? (laughs) Madden. All the kinds of stuff. So, you know, I think that that it's important for a parent to be open with what their child is passionate about and guide them gently and sometimes not so gently into areas that they need to be guided into and to be open. I mean, you certainly don't want your child to not be happy. Um, Right. And I think that that's the key. And if you don't know enough about it, then you just need to, I mean, how many people, you know, who are famous movie stars or singers or scientists or, you know, business people had people early on tell them that they weren't good or that they shouldn't do that. And I think um, being, being, supportive is is really important i mean you know what i had you join all those professional societies american sportscasters national sportscasters yeah got you memberships as a as a high school student and it appeared on your resume and you know so just finding out what it is and um so
0: yeah and i mean i think that a lot i think the best the coolest thing about our relationship is that sometimes we? Whenever I come back home, and you're like up at like three AM watching Turner Classic Movies <laughs> or making jewelry or plates or, we we talk about we talk about how I grew up and like yeah. our like parenting your parenting style and you'd be like. Did I do, did I do, I'm like, yeah, mommy did a great job. Well, it wasn't though. easy.
1: I mean, you know, we're not going to. say it was easy. We're not going to do. I was not like, an easy kid to parent. We're not going to do like big reveals here. But I mean, people no, are probably not. thinking, oh, it was a cakewalk. No. I mean, oh, we had no, some this, knockdown, this is, I w- knockdown yeah, yeah, yeah. drag outs. I mean, we, we, um, <laughs>
0: I'm not going to tell that you, story No, here, but you guys, but, just, but you guys had to, you guys had to, you guys, what? You guys had to like, just continuously try to get me to study for the sat or whatever oh golly and i think the i think the main i think the main thing about our our like the main thing that we just like never really agreed on is that you guys thought i was an a student and i knew i was a b student right <laughs> you guys thought for so here so when I, I remember i was in like second grade i was in second grade right i could memorize all the presidents oh
1: my i God. was
0: always the first one to finish times tables yeah um I was really good at the math flashcards and then but then like as I grew older and older I just became a B student. And I feel like you guys saw the like the quote unquote excellence from when I was younger and you were like, Oh, this kid's a this kid's gonna be an A student forever and then but that just didn't happen.
1: Well, I don't think it was just us and I don't I don't think that um uh, yeah. being an A or a B student is is, is is the kiss of death or not. I mean, there are certainly enough people who right. are A students who are just haven't done <laughs> risen to where we think maybe they should be in life, right? Um, you know, I, I was not a straight A student in college, you know? I mean right. I just wasn't. I think that what we saw was we saw you perform and your teachers saw you perform and we knew that you had the potential to do better because we'd right. seen you perform. And it wasn't just you know when you were younger, we'd seen it like at the beginning of a school year, like you'd, you'd start off with like, ah! and then- That's because you know, the beginning
0: of the school year is like the easiest quarter. <laughs>
1: right, but, but the teachers saw, saw you performing as well. And I think that we, we were pushing that. What we didn't realize at the time Was that there was a whole lot more to what you needed to prepare for your eventual career, which 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 is what you're doing now, than the book learning, right? When I look at your, uh, when I look at your English, (laughs) your traditional English skills.
0: That's my weakest. Who would have thought
1: that you would be a a writer, right? I mean, it just it was it was. However, you were getting the foundations and the Mm -hmm. basics, the type of writing and the types of communicating that you needed to do eventually would be different.
0: I was writing books that I didn't read.
1: Dude, I I found your um, (sighs) notebook with all that rap stuff that you wrote. Oh, dear Lord. I have found, I'm keeping them in a locked box so so one day you're
0: like oh
1: my goodness because yeah you went through that phase in 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 high school as well and i think it was it was not just it wasn't about the rap it wasn't it was about writing poetry it was about getting your feelings down on paper some of the stuff you wrote some of it i can't read but some of it (laughs) some of the stuff you wrote was (laughs) really powerful she's
0: saying she she can't read it because my handwriting is atrocious
1: It was, it was, it was was powerful stuff, Kofi. You were really, really communicating powerful stuff back then. And it was uh, amazing. And looking at it now, you know, I understand uh, some of what was going on with you that, you know, I didn't know back then. So I think that thinking your children have to be getting all of their education, quote unquote, education through these traditional methods is, um, it's just not it's not the beginning of the end it's part of it it's just a part of it
0: yeah um, i i totally agree there um but i do i do thank you guys for being so <laughs> understanding because i know i know a lot of kids and whose parents are not as understanding so i feel like I'm i'm lucky and blessed to have you guys that you guys were able to like understand yeah. even though that it was like the realm was something that you guys were not experience with but you did you guys still do your best today even when i try to explain to you guys what i'm working on i know that it's not like something that's in your wheelhouse yeah i know that it's something that you guys have like done the research and are like excited for and everything so
1: well i'm glad to hear that because you know let's just be honest you didn't always feel that way you didn't always feel way, and i think it's i think it's an evolution that happens over time so This could be a word of encouragement to parents who are dealing with teenagers or high school students who who, who they think are being rebellious. But it's just a a process by which you come to your own understanding of what life is and what's important and all that other good stuff. And then you come to a place where you can have this kind of conversation, right?
0: Yeah, but I also understand where you guys were coming from because like you guys... You guys followed a system that worked, right?
1: We've, you, we've your, your followed, system was yeah. your
0: system was get smart, get a scholarship, go to college. It was more. Is more. This is, your the the career. Your trajectories were more stable. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, uh, they were more predictable.
0: So well, they're they're more, but there is there is more like evidence behind the fact that it works.
1: Yes. When you get a degree in engineering, you are an engineer and you get a job as an engineer. When you get a degree as a, let's say someone in the arts or someone in, um, yeah, someone in the arts, you could be really, really good. Someone has to discover that you're good, put you in the place for you to succeed and, it's, it's not as, um,
0: stars have to align.
1: Stars have to align. Now I'm not saying that every engineer gets a job and I'm not saying that engineering is just, you know, you, you get a four year degree and you get a job, you know, there's ups and downs in any field. I just think that for engineering, it's, you know, what you're getting and you know, kind of what the path is, right. Whereas in, in your field, um, it's not as predictable, and right. as a parent, you worry about whether your child is going to be able to um, have the career success that they desire. Right? Again, not trying to yeah. put a um, not a good point. Not to put a judgment on what is success, you know, but the success right. that they desire. Uh, if they go down a certain path and i i think well the internet's helpful there too right because now you can go out and look and see what people are doing and um you know but
0: yeah yeah makes sense
1: this is too much fun what this is too much fun we should do this every week (laughs) if you want to (laughs) some of the questions we're not going to get to i mean for your first episode but yeah. Yeah, this is
0: fun. I mean I love you can, you, I love well, talking I'll, to you. I'll have I'll have you back on, of course. All right, this has been a great episode. Thank you, Mom. I <laughs> appreciate you. you for you for taking time out of your busy schedule uh to make time for uh, the time for inaugural you. podcast. <laughs> um we're gonna end with a fan question. Yes. It's from at Willbrugs forty four on Twitter. I love the name Kofi. Was that always going to be Kofi's name, or could he have been named something else? Thanks.
1: Now you know that is a loaded question. <laughs>
0: I, d- I didn't ask it. Hey, I didn't a- Will did. I didn't ask it. All right. So am I supposed to tell the truth, or am I supposed to make something up? Tell the truth. What,
1: what was... The, what's the other... <laughs> tell the truth. Okay, so... So a little bit of history. So <laughs> Kofi's dad... Kwame is from Ghana, West Africa, where people are named by the day of the week, right? So Kwame means a boy born on Saturday. And so I I did not know whether I was going to have a boy or girl. And I knew that we were going to have a traditional name for him, um, that he would have his father's last name, which I I kept my maiden name, so that's why I'm Christine Grant. but we are married everybody we are married uh <laughs> 30, 30 years yeah 30, yeah 30 years uh, so so i knew he'd have his last name we also knew that his middle name would be o p p o n opong his dad is o p p o n g opong as well we left the g off so people wouldn't call him like opong like ping pong yeah so oh it's opong yeah, right true. so that's where that's your true. middle name came that's from true. but the but the first name is in the culture based on the you get to choose your first name as a child right because you get what? To, yeah because you listen there because you choose wait 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 let me finish okay you right. choose right. your first name because you choose the day you come into this world so oh. that's the theory you don't get to choose it you know oh, all right. yeah, i okay. think okay. i, I like Tommy. I like, wait, that? I like i was like wait i had like options <laughs> sam <laughs> anyway so you you choose your name so that's how the theory works in the culture so you choose the day that you come into the world right all right and so if you come in on saturday then you're kwami if you come in on you know so there's all these different names and so y- you we didn't know when you were going to be born and we didn't know if you were a boy or a girl and so the girl names and the boy names are different and so you <laughs> you uh you you came earlier than we thought you were going to come. And um, there were certain names I liked and certain names I liked better than others. So you were born, you know this story, right? You were born (laughs) on Thursday. Yeah. Which is Yao, Y-A-W, which is your uncle's name yeah and i you know in my in the u.s african-american culture you know people don't typically name their children after their uncles right okay and so you know that was one issue um but you weren't being named after him it was the day of the week right because everybody has these different names and yeah and if i had really been thinking hard i would have realized that yao was actually your grandfather's name
0: Oh. Right? If I had
1: been thinking, but I wasn't thinking at the time. And I liked Kofi. I liked yeah. Kofi. And Kofi was a boy born on Friday. And since you were induced, too much information, um, I think you probably would have been coming on Friday if you had been induced, right? <laughs> so Sh- that was my up, okay. excuse. And so, yeah, so Kofi is usually spelled K O F I, but we didn't want people to say,
0: uh, um, Americans, you yeah, Americans we didn't want, say, yeah, people,
1: you know, here to say, uh, Kofi, so we added the e, so it'd be Kofi, but then people started calling you coffee, so it's like, okay, really, yeah, <laughs> we can't, we can't, yeah, get it I don't right. think there's a,
0: yeah, there's, I don't think there's any winning, <laughs>
1: no, there's no honestly. winning way to do this, but yeah, no, so the, so the name was selected. <laughs> Based on the day of the week or in, in your case, the proximity of the day of the week, you know, and, and the funny story right. Kofi tells is that, you know, he for all these years, he thought he was a born born on Friday and then he figured out it was Thursday. And then he was like, wait a minute. what?
0: I, liked, I what? did the math. Like, what? I was, I didn't question it. <laughs> and then I like, like went to the calendar and I was like, wait a second.
1: I was not born on Friday.
0: I was like, this doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah.
1: But that's and I mean, he, that's yeah. that's where it comes from. And, uh, you know, I, I am very proud of the fact that you kept your name because you know not everybody does as as
0: opposed to what well
1: there are people that you know as they get a little older they 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 choose to change their name um so that it doesn't sound so whatever it sounds and uh i'm very proud of the fact that you kept your name and that you didn't do that
0: that wasn't really. That wasn't going to be an option for me. Yeah, you know? your dad would have killed you. <laughs> <laughs> was like, I, I didn't have, but you know how. But I think I had. I would have had it. I never had a like a Christian name. You know what I'm saying? Uh okay, we'll just, yeah, we'll just end the podcast. Yeah, I mean, here. I'm kind of uh, like, okay, <laughs> all right.
1: Well, no, okay. So let's let's kind of like peel that back because. You yeah, you yeah, were raised yeah, yeah. a certain way, okay, right? So no, 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 no. But yeah, okay. Well, let, yeah, let's that, let's clarify that. that. So in the culture, um, folks were typically given Christian names in addition to their traditional Ghanaian names. So your dad's Christian name, the quote-unquote Christian name, is Ben. You know that, right?
0: Yeah, Benjamin. I know that.
1: Okay, I and mean, so he was called Benjamin um and so people back home some people called him Ben some people called him Kwame but it's like okay wait a minute you got like 25,000 people called Kwame because they were all born on Saturday how do you tell them apart well what they do is okay this is a cultural lesson is they um combine the first name and the middle name so your dad is Kwame Opone so back home he would be called Kwampone so if you were back in Ghana you'd be called Kofi Pone, because that that's how they would distinguish you from all the other Kofi's in the village Right. Okay. And so you knew that, right?
0: No. Nope. You didn't
1: know that? Oh, okay. Mm-mm. So you no. would be called back home you'd be called Kofi Pong. Um, and All he's right. called Kwampong. So uh so yeah, so this whole idea of having a Christian name, quote unquote Christian name, was something in the culture that they gave people in addition to the traditional African name. So, um but yeah. But I was
0: never I don't think I was given that.
1: No, you weren't because all. we felt like your name was Kofi Yuboa. Any questions? Yeah, so Thank okay, <laughs> there
0: was there was no alternative here.
1: Well, the, you know the other thing that's really kind of cool is that um, it's a branding thing. You know, people say why you why are you still Christine Grant? I was like, well, when I got my PhD, I was Dr. Christine Grant, and that's just the way it is. You know, and that's why yeah. I never changed my name. And for you, I think Kofi Yuboa was such a unique name that it, it really has distinguished you in the field in terms of who's good good SEO. Boat. What?
0: Good SEO search engine optimization.
1: Oh okay. <laughs> See I learned something new every day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that uh, you know, but for people who do decide to change their name for whatever reason, you know, that's okay too. I'm just glad that you did. No,
0: no, it's cool. I just was like I was just like I don't I don't have any other name op- ideas. Oh come that on. was never people, that never people pick random names out of the air. Yeah, but that was never a thought for me. That was never going to be a like. I've never thought about that. Well, you know I think that I've just never...
1: confirms that you were comf- you were comfortable with your identity and your name. You know, as who yeah. defining who you were, and you didn't need to yeah, change. Yeah, that's it. fair. You okay. know, so that's fair. <laughs> wow. wow! Did we really talk for an hour? That's amazing. Yes, we did. We didn't get to the other questions, but you know what? You you'll
0: just have you always have to come back on another time. Yay! Yay!
1: That's exciting. Definitely. Well, I just have to say I'm I'm you know, I have to say that I'm so proud of you and um what you've been able to do and I'm proud of you. How you followed your dreams. Yeah. And that you know, we've come full circle to be able to have these these tough conversations um about stuff and uh, have a mutual respect and Anybody who follows me on Twitter and follows you knows how much I love sports. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to get that in.
0: So, my mom, no, sometimes my mom, my mom will tweet me and be just like, she'll text me and she'll be like, Hey, your your team, I heard your team won and that's it. Like, there's no, like, so growing up, I was a Duke. I was a Duke basketball fan growing up. Before I went to because
1: his dad went got his NBA Duke, yeah,
0: right, yeah. Yeah. So my mom, all my mom knew is that this one I took like this one I took like sports like mega seriously, Mm -hmm. like sporting outcomes seriously. So all my mom knew is that when Duke lost a basketball game, just to like leave me alone for the day. (laughs) That was it. Was always like, thank you, I I appreciate that we lost to North Carolina, and my mom was like, eh, maybe I'll talk to tomorrow you
1: know (laughs) well you know kofi the other thing is that i i tell people all the time i watch sports by affiliation and association i'm associated with you and your dad and so i watch sports other than that that's not what i would be watching and you know people say well how do you find time to make all the jewelry and do all the crafts and stuff well you're when you're sitting in a room with your husband who's watching sports that you don't have a whole lot of interest in you
0: sit and you make jewelry for you know three hours <laughs> so you, but to be but to be fair for every but for to every hour that dad watches sports he spends like two hours watching like discovery channel
1: now that is true or, that or is, who knows or, no, what I,
0: on I, the history channel or
1: how about watching them both at the same time yeah oh yeah
0: he this <laughs> guy that man that man flips channels yeah. like no other <laughs> oh it's so annoying I said, look okay wait. like the game will be on and he's like and he's like watching like like four people would try to fix a backyard. I'm just like, <laughs> come on, man! Like, <laughs> but I, but
1: but that goes back to you know these questions you were asking me earlier, which is yeah. Even though I am not a great lover of sports, I have learned enough about it to be able to know who your favorite teams are, to be able yes. to if there's a game on to send you a text or a tweet about something. I know enough about it to be able to stay engaged in some level of conversation with you about it because it's important to you. And it it is not always easy for me. However, I, I do the best I can. Um it's and and you know and, and listening to your blogs and your podcast you don't listen to blogs but you know listen to your podcast and all of this stuff is a way for this mom to stay engaged with her son who's not living in her house and i think every parent has to to do whatever they feel comfortable doing in order to stay engaged with their with their children even if it's outside of something that they're really interested in or even in their comfort zone and that's another thing that i would tell a parent that um, if your child is doing something that is totally not, it just at least people say, why are you on Twitter? Why are you on? I said, because if I wasn't on all that stuff, I wouldn't know what my son is doing and I wouldn't be following what's going on um, with him. So, yeah. Yay!
0: Well, (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's going to wrap it up for episode one of Chillum of Kofi. I want to thank you guys all for listening and tuning in. Um, you can follow the podcast's Twitter account at Kofi Chill C-H-I-L-L-K-O-F-I-E. You can follow my regular account on Twitter at Kofi, K-O-F-I-E. This podcast can also be found on Apple, Spotify, and I think – I think – uh, is it Anchor or Audio? We'll figure it out. But if you guys did listen and enjoy this podcast, feel free to leave a rating and review on the Apple Podcasts list. Comment thing goes a long way. Uh, Mom, where can they find you if you if you actually want to be found?
1: Yeah, no, you can find me at, at Dr. Grant Empowers on Twitter. Um, my website is... Um, stemresilience.com. That's for my speaking and my workshops and things that I do kind of on hiatus a little bit right now, but, um, still they can reach me there. And then I am, um, CGSY designs is my jewelry on Etsy. And also I have a link on, um, Poshmark. I don't have it handy, but, um, if you look up um jewels of resilience on um, Poshmark. You should be able to find me there. That's all the fun stuff I do.
0: <laughs> That's all the fun stuff? Alright, cool. Well well thank you so much for coming on. This was thank a very you. fun hour. Thank you and much, dude. So proud of you. Love you too. <laughs> I'll I'll t- I'll probably you'll probably call me tomorrow. Yeah, probably. That's true. But Anyway, thank you guys for all listening, and I will see you guys next time on Chillin' with Kofi. Bye-bye. Bye.